A few weeks back, a leviathan hunting vessel called the Paladin's Oath lurched ashore in the White Crown District without its crew. Bluecoats swarmed the beached vessel, and no sailor or any demon blood were found, but in the captain's quarters, the investigators found a strange treasure. The tear-shaped stone was the size of a child and weighed about as much, and its rough surface glowed as bright as a bonfire. People took to calling it the Sun Shard, because it seemed like it had been plucked from that fragmented flame in the sky. Before long, the families of the ship's crew began to squabble over who the rightful owner of the stone was, and after a absolute pandemonium of legal filings, the Lord Governor of Duskval, Weesperand, took custody over the troublesome stone, in the name of the city, of course. Now, it seems he's angling to send it to the capital of the Imperium as tribute to the immortal Emperor. Adelaide Frog isn't happy about this, however. A common-born woman who married into the nearly defunct Frog family only recently, she has no legitimate claim to the Sun Shard. However, this does not mean she won't go to any expense to acquire it. She has invited your crew once again to her resplendent and lonely foyer. A heist on the Lord Governor's manor is unthinkably daring, she surmises, but then again, that's why you're the crew for the job. How do you respond? Well... Uh, for starters, Blondie is very... He's always pleased to have these meetings um, on her terms as opposed to when she comes to them or just sends a messenger because he likes being in these high society buildings and actually being invited there. So he's just kind of sitting in his seat, um, one leg <laughs> kind of crossed over the other, and he just looks really pleased. He's just kind of looking about, and he knows he's not normally the one who's expected to give the first answer to things. He's just generally, like, the muscle. So he's just sort of sitting back and uh, glancing at the others. Just taking well, on the chandeliers. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, are you... <laughs> <laughs> I like to imagine this happening in character. <laughs> I do too, actually, where it's just the two of them being like, do you want to talk first? No. Arden is... Suka. <laughs> you first. Uh, Arden is the one who is going to speak first after a moment of awkwardness, uh, wherein she sits up and says, well, that's all well and good, but how exactly are we supposed to get in? I do hope you have some kind of a way. Luckily some for you... Uh, she she uh, says kind of confidently, the Lord Governor intends to take the Sunstone to the capital himself, and as a result, he's planning on having something of a going-away soiree come Friday mm. of next week. Oh, Saturn. Oh, Saturn. Ooh. You are just after fun of so is the, the noble, high the society noble shindigs. The noble <laughs> families of, of White, and White Crown and even some from Brightstone will all be invited to a uh, partake in meals and drinks in, in his uh in his manner and Oh you're just after my own heart with this one already, aren't you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> As a result, it will be the perfect opening to get in undetected. However, I it is safe to assume that you're not going to be the only ones trying to capitalize on this opening. So security will be high, however, I think with my collaboration I can at least get you the pass into the hall. To be perfectly honest, madam, oh I would give an arm and a leg for such a thing, even if there was not a beautiful jewel to steal. <laughs> uh, well, Flint's going to ignore that. He's That's just he's, he's just standing, just like stock still, hands behind his back. He's like his honor. Uh, I do not. I don't think that I would uh, blend in at party. He's a he's a fairly grizzled, weathered, wiry sort of. He's only about thirty, but he looks about fifty. Right. Mm. Very poor, obviously. He's got his he's got the same nasty overcoat he's had for the past twenty years. <laughs> God. We have time to plan, but I assure I can make you presentable with the week that I have. Mm. Nah. Uh, I don't think I should be going anywhere near a room full of nobles, so I am more than happy to run recon. Um. Ah, we case joint. We case, yes, we case joint. Ah. Ah. <laughs> um, so I suppose it's only an issue of 
fight of having an in, and I suppose our blue coat associate could act as a decoy. Crowl has up to this point been like wordlessly admiring the mantelpiece and like like pulling a finger across it to check for dust. <laughs> um, he turns to the rest of them and says, <clears throat> "Yes, I do believe uh, we should be ready for uh, some sort of uh, security force uh, hired just for the occasion." <laughs> this this crew of voices is already incredible. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm uh, so proud of all of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked. Listen. I worked very hard to achieve this sort of character just for you. <laughs> so so what so what did, what'd you say that was going to be? Is is this like a Vincent Price sort of thing? <laughs> Certainly. Ah, uh, nice. The name of the game is all about not worrying too much about planning the specifics of the heist in advance and just going uh, very broad strokes. Hold on a second, I have to find... Basically how this works is when you start a score, you pick, like, a base plan out of, like, six of them, and it has, like, one detail that y'all need to fill in. So we all should right. go ahead and try and figure that out once I yeah. can actually... The problem with the, with with these fun uh, with these fun uh, PDFs is that it is impossible to find what you're looking for. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> they're, just, they're so big. Seven thousand pages and require another book that is a separate glossary. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, I think um, I do see the uh, the planning stuff on the character sheet. So like assault, occult, deception, social, yes. stealth, or transport. Yes. Those are the the six sort of general. Okay. Oh yeah, and there is the thing it shows you uh, with the details you need to fill in. So if it was an assault, it would be like, oh, where are you going to start assaulting and things like that. Okay, uh, that's that's really cool. We are starting this off quickly. Um, yeah, I'm um, fine I'm, with that. Well, there's gonna be a lot of yeah. flashbacks to show how clever our characters are. Yeah, the, yeah. the book is very yeah. explicit about like, hey, your first scene should be should be basically like right before you figure out setting up a score. There should be like absolutely no downtime okay. to start. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. No, right. I'm into it. Um, like, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, though I do realize maybe we should, uh, Levi did, but maybe we should take a moment to, like, describe our characters in case anyone didn't pick that up. Yes, the actually, I would like that because I'd like you to all reintroduce yourselves, uh, maybe talk about, like, character class, background, what your character looks like, stuff like that. Okay, and you know what? I like to imagine that because we all like the characters have already like appeared and started talking and things. I like to imagine that as our there's a montage of us like kidding up, and as we do so, it like freeze frame shows like the name, specialty, background information, God, yeah. all that. God, yes, how cool! Absolutely. <laughs> we get real how? fucking Suicide Squad up in here. All right, let's how go. Cool. Don't insult me like that. Let's, let's, <laughs> no, do, let's no. do Guy Ritchie movie instead. Come We're on! We're smoking aces, okay? Yeah, yeah smoking aces. So Whatever awesome. you say. <laughs> Blondie, the muscle. Yeah, okay, so since you said that, um, my guy is uh, Blondie, a.k.a. Uh, Franz Drakentoten. He, uh, someone in the previous check compared him to like, uh, the main character from Wolfenstein, and I haven't entirely been able to shake that, but he's like this big, blocky, um, Germanic in a world where Germany doesn't exist kind of guy, um, who is normally dressed up like a uh, dockhand with like big ol' overcoat and such, but I'm really interested in putting him in some fancy get-ups, so, <laughs> so that's him, and he, he's the cutter of the group. Which is and, and yeah yeah, yeah. and what's yeah. A, what's a cutter do? I mean, besides cut. Oh, oh, he's a dangerous, intimidating fighter. Yeah, oh. there you go. The tank. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So um, how about we continue doing this in order of uh, who did their characters? And let's have Sarah go next. Um, oh. right on. So then, my I am Pebble, aka Arden Kinclays, a a prodigal child of a noble family devoted to protecting and guarding other noble families. She's kind of a tall, slender, almost, um, almost 
too skinny kind of looking type of character very mm. uh wraithy looking i guess is the word i'm looking for nice uh, kind of elfish in a world where there aren't elves anymore yeah exactly so there's a german guy and an elf um, <laughs> <laughs> and um kind of looks quiet and keeps to herself and is not at all interested in playing the role of the fancy noble in a fancy dress in a room full of rich fancy people um and she is the lurk the uh infiltrator stealth character all right how about oats um, I'm playing uh, Kral Michter, uh, alias The Club. Um, he is the spider, um, a, a character with connections. He plays a, he, he has a dual identity of a blue coat. He is essentially a cop, um, sort of their inside man. Um, uh, it's thanks to him that uh, a lot of uh, outside um, things end up getting done, like getting people in the right place, buying off the right people, that sort of thing. Um, he's a relatively thinner looking, um, 30 year old, uh, 30 some year old, uh, man with, uh, uh, wispy little goatee, um, mm -hmm. a very, uh, very thick eyebrows, sort of, uh, like, ba like balding, ha receded hairline. Um, he just sort of, he looks like a working stiff, sort of. Um, <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, that, there's not much to say about him at the moment. We'll we'll get more into him as as time goes on. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, Levi. All right, we have Kristoff uh, Voloisevich Skora, uh, codenamed Flint. He was a petty officer in the Skovlin military back when Skovlin was an independent state rather than you know what it is now. He was a uh, sapper petty yeah I said petty officer. He enjoys uh, gambling, alchemy, dabbles in ghosts sort of science. <laughs> nah. Let's see. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to using all his uh, alchemy stuff. So he's got saboteur, sort of tinkering. Just uh, really wrecking things up. So if you need anything built, uh, flamethrowers, sort of lightning guns. Ooh. He's our gadget Ooh, guy. Yeah. If we need a MacGyver, <laughs> he's our man. Yeah. <laughs> now that I know that the uh, like the like the choices for like like alchemy and stuff is retroactive. It's going to be hilarious because I'll always have just like like the blinding powder or paralytic darts that I need at any given uh -huh. moment. <laughs> and remember, um, our uh, because the Resurrectionists and that's our group because uh, we went for a particular upgrade in the uh, shadows. Oh yeah. Uh, group type, you get an extra two load. Oh good. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, so whatever it says on your character sheet, you're actually working with two more than whatever those say, and you kind of, like, pick whatever your max load is before you start the mission. But okay. we're actually going to get to that, because we're now that everyone's introduced, we can go to the planning and engagement phase. So, you already kind of have an idea of how Adelaide Frode would like you to approach this heist. I doubt she's going to be picky if you can find another way to do it, as long as she gets what she <laughs> wants. So, um... She suggested something probably in line with uh, uh, either a social or a deception uh, plan, but what do y'all have in mind? What do you think would be the best way to approach this? I was thinking it would be deception or stealth, but deception seems good. We can like dress up like yeah. either try to be nobles or more likely try to act like employees. Mm -hmm. A part of... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say we could do both, but I know that... Um... Oh yeah, we can split up. Yeah, because we, we can't all hang around together like a herd of gazelle, as they say in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we could have, and I know that um, that Franz is looking forward to to dressing up and playing the part of the noble. Uh, and of course, and of course uh, our club would probably be better suited for the for the acting as a guest character. Um, considering he would more than likely be somewhat recognized. So that's kind of how I'm seeing it. But then again, we could also still split it up and be like two people being the guests and two people doing the infiltration. I don't know. 
I assume it's the same plan either way. What I will say is if you want to do that, that's cool, but I think we should uh, stick with one. Because the planning and engagement isn't like committing yourself to that's how you're going to do the heist, but it's like it's uh. how you start the heist. Right. And so just to make things simple, I'd like to keep it to one engagement role because okay. that, that yeah. has implications. Well, it sounds um, like sure. beast deception no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Be an element. <clears throat> So if y'all want to go with the gist of what she suggested, that's probably deception. So the detail yeah. that we need to to uh, fill in for that is going to be the method of deception. So you know that you're basically uh, sneaking into a party at the uh, Lord Governor's Manor, which is like this once military base that has been converted Ooh. into a Lord Governor's Manor. So like it's got nice. lots of like fancy window dressing, but it's still like made out of limestone concrete, basically. Mm. Right. Um, it's a really kind of scary looking building with like imposing with like a like it's like a palazzo, but it's still like got like lev like different terraced courtyards and things like that that are all like very kind of tall and solid. But for the most part, the hard part is kind of dealt with because you basically have an in in the form of yeah. being introduced. The question is like. I guess primarily is going to be how do you want to disguise yourself or at least like like deceive <laughs> in a broader hmm. in a broader sense. Well, let's see. Um I was actually thinking about Flint's whole disguise issue. Um he may look all weathered and stuff, but a lot of the nobility here have ties to the Leviathan hunting. Exactly. So that could work mm. as a decent cover. I don't know if I w uh if uh Blondie would want to be a nobleman himself, or maybe, like, a bodyguard, or, like, do they have knighthoods here? Um, nothing quite like that. There's probably, okay. like, I think the closest equivalent is that, like, there are, like, nobles, and that there are elite guards, and there are probably nobles who are elite guards, but I wouldn't say there's oh, anything right. like knighthood. Like, the okay. closest thing would be being a leviathan hunter, basically, because they kind of, like, go off and, and slay dragons, as it were. All right. Um, well, I think that's probably something that Franz would be naturally drawn to, so I'll need a little while to... Oh, you know what? I'll just uh, bring up the PDF to find a fake name, but that oh, sounds good idea. what I'll go for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Fake names and everything. Um, I'm it... Art Vandelay. Call yourself Ivan. <laughs> That's a good one. There are so many, Ivan something. So many Ivans. Yeah. <laughs> Ivans and Sergeys. Um, <laughs> so it'll be like, we need to find Ivan. It's like, good luck. Which <laughs> <laughs> one? We need uh, to go before we lose 100% of our Russian listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. could it be that, like, we could have... Crowl. Honestly, I don't even think Crowl would need to go in under any kind of cover um, because he is a marginally respectable member of society, I assume. He probably just squeezes his way in just because he already has connections, and he's just like, oh, I'm just here to make sure the... the I, I'm here to make sure the rest of them don't don't bungle their their jobs while they're here. It's nice to have it's nice I'll to put, have an extra eye on them. I'll put it this way for for Krell is that he definitely never got invited, but also no one is like like no one is like surprised to see him there. Not even the person throwing the party. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> they're like, oh, Krell. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I invited you. Like, you're probably a pseudo-recognizable uh, cop bureaucrat. Like, no, like no, not a big name, but, like, people are like, oh, yeah, I've seen him around. I have to fucking go do business in uh, Charter Hall, so. Um, if you need something I done. I was wondering if Arden could get in as as the help. Some sort of, like, waitress or, or um, maid. Oh. Some you kind of, of temporary help for the, the actual shindig itself. Uh, that would work. I I have I think um, part of what you'll presumably find out once you get there is uh, the actual uh, Lord Governor is kind of paranoid and doesn't tend to keep a whole lot of staff on house. But as a result, mm. whenever he has to bring them in to like do stuff like uh, soirees like this, he doesn't actually recognize most of the help. <laughs> so nice. it, it would actually be pretty easy to bullshit that. 
Um, what is nice. What is also possible is you can always, uh, if you're at, if you're at a, if you're unsure of where you want to go, you can always kind of accompany Adelaide Frogue and just sort of pass yourself off as and as one of her retainers because like there aren't a whole lot of people in her family. Like it's her and her husband basically at this point, and no one else. Uh, so you're there. You've got no one the fool in that regard. There's a couple of other options. You could just choose to be Michter's secretary. Yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, I would just. I was just thinking that if you if you can get on as like a maid or the waitress, then it won't be considered. It wouldn't be seen as too terribly odd if you're walking around. Or spotted walking around in um, yeah, in well, the we can, non-party parts of the thing. We we can we can figure that out. But it sounds like what we've got is that we're going to do deception, and the, the the means of this is that y'all are going to be disguised as uh, various like kind of under the radar personages and uh, crowl. And yeah, crowl. And, and crowl. <laughs> I I imagine crowl's plan is just sort of like act like he was invited and see where things go from there. Pretty um, much, right? You, you can get a lot done if you just walk in and pretend like you belong. Fake yeah. it till you make it, baby. Anyway, Bavarian uh, fire drill works every time. So since we've got the plan in detail, next step's gonna be item loadouts. So, we ch everyone chooses their character's load. It, this indicates how much stuff you're carrying on the operation. You don't have to select individual items, just the maximum amount you'll have access to during the action. Yeah. So, like I, I described off-camera, this is basically, like you're going to set how many items you can use, but for the players at home, they're not actually picking items now. They're just picking what they're like how much they're carrying, and they'll figure out items when they need to use them. That's really cool. Which is really cool. I'm going to go for a light load, because my character is going to be, like, you know, actually undercover, and so we want to look as inconspicuous as possible, but I want to point out that for my character, a light load is more so than the normal heavy load. Yes, because <laughs> cutters are already really strong, and then you also have thief rigging and all that. And I will, if your yeah. if your plan is is especially contingent on being disguised, you'll probably want to stick light. But for anyone who's like not really trying to do that, or thinks their disguise would allow them perhaps a degree of uh, of leeway in that mm -hmm. regard, then uh, you can probably go medium or something like that. But you really don't want to do heavy for this one, I don't think. Um, so, just to clarify, the, the thing we took, the, um, the group we took, the, the, the shadows. Yes. Um, so it's, on, on my character sheet, it lists three, it lists three for my load, right? And that's light. Is that with It's supposed to be five. It right now it'll be five for you. Because okay. that's, that you have a crew upgrade that gives you plus two to all your load. Okay. Because we got tactical rigging. Nice. Because it's. It's like PDF'd in, so we can't actually change that number. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So, so I should select normal technically, because that's. Well, um, just you, like you select light, but just think of it as being plus two, basically. Okay, perfect. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, and by the way, I guess we should do the shout out right now. Holy crap! Does roll twenty have like the most amazing setup for Blades in the Dark I have ever seen? It is. It is more legit than D and D. Oh yeah, it is weirdly shocking. in depth. Even if y'all like at home aren't keenly interested in playing this game, I would recommend like going to roll twenty and like starting a and like opening a game and like just setting character sheets to Blades in the Dark and just doing some of the test like macro rolls, like clicking on stuff on the character sheet to roll because there is like some like actual ass like video game effects <laughs> on here. <laughs> it's like it's really slick. It's very well done compared to, to, to what we use for Dungeons and & Dragons, and I'm very impressed. So yeah, I really wanted to give that holla to Roll20 for making this look so yes. fucking rad. So, Alright, yeah. so has everyone uh, picked out their starting equip loads? Yeah. I'm gonna go with light. Yeah. Because right. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be out in the party with uh, Blondie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so... Now we go on to the sort of broader... Uh, engagement phase. So on the day of the party, which is uh, about a week later, y'all are in pretty much whatever uniforms you're going to be in. Uh, Crowl looks like Crowl, which is like kind of shocking to y'all because you're not used to seeing him actually wearing his blues when he's going out to do work. Uh, mm -hmm. And everyone, like Arden's kind of looking like uh, hired help and everyone's dressed how they are. And y'all <laughs> get in, in the carriage of Adelaide Frog and take the the pearly roads of uh, 
of Brightstone up across a uh, there's this bridge that goes from Brightstone to White Castle, and, or White Crown. I always call it White Castle, because like, I guess I'm, I have a craving. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's this, like, really kind of imposing scene, because you have all these polished, like, roads and everything, but the castle, but the, the, the bridge that goes to White Crown is, like, decked on all sides by, like, these luxury apartment complexes. And it's, like, so, to the point that you can't even see the water when you're on the bridge. And as mm. you cross over, just, like, you see in on the, the the directly in front of you practically this just giant octagonal fortress practically with like these strangely out of place looking like gold like gilded window bars and fancy curtains but it's just set on this like dark kind of dusty like limestone concrete compound and it's like terrifying to look at but in spite of that you roll your carriage through and you pass like swarms of blue coats and before you know it you're there just at at, at the manor so let's go ahead and as y'all are in position go ahead with the engagement roll okay. and what okay. does that entail so, the engagement role is probably the most complicated role in the game, not because you have to add, like, modifiers or anything, but basically because it starts with a fortune role, where you get one dice for sheer luck, and you modify it based on a lot of factors. And, okay. um, I thought about this ahead of time, because I realized this might be kind of complicated and waste a lot of time, but, like, this is an incredibly daring operation that takes advantage of a weak moment, but the target is, like, still, like, way outclasses you. And it's like you're in a very secure part of town with a lot of security, and it's it's a very dangerous thing to you, for you to be doing. So I'm going to go ahead and say that your engagement roll is going to even out at two dice, and that's what I'm going to okay. say for when you roll. And basically, like anything else in this roll, um, whoever wants to take responsibility for the engagement roll is going to roll those two dice and take the highest result of the two. Okay. Unless anyone else is lining up, I think Blondie was like chomping at the bit to do this. So for um, like thematic reasons, I'm fine with doing it. Go sure, seems seems good. Crowell likes to set his own pace, so well, follow so the pace of others. So, so do I just hit roll fortune? Uh, roll fortune, and you're gonna set that you have two dice. And I got a three and a four. So you have a four, which means that you got the what is it, the second range of things, which is, like, the partial success, or the mixed result. So you're in a risky okay. position when the action starts, but this is, like, the risky is perhaps a misnomer because this is actually, like, perfectly within expectation. Like, you're having the... Yeah. Like, people are, like, kind of prodding you about identity or whatever, and you're, like, you're, you have to hold up your disguise, but so far, like, you haven't been faced with any, like, kinds of security or questioning or whatever that are compromising your position. Within uh, within the party, and Owen, oh, you said I was going as like a Leviathan hunter, or is that yours? If that works for you, I think maybe we would both be perhaps. How about how about I'm first mate and you're the? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So y'all are just like posing as a, as like crew members of some hunting ship, and like people ask about it and you give a name, and it's like it's similar to ones that Earth exist. Like it's not the Paladin's Oath, but it's like. Uh, the Paladin's Brooch or something like that, and people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. What a, what a what a great ship!" But like, well, yeah, we cannot um, all be Paladin's Oath someday. And <laughs> people uh, people are too from, caught up, generally speaking, to actually like catch you in your lie. So y'all y'all are yeah. doing good. So I just really want to say about my disguise one thing because we did say early on that like I am one of the few blondes in this city. I'm wearing a powdered wig, so like that <laughs> extra level of disguise. Oh. Oh. oh, this this fucking oh. guy, this fucking yeah. guy. I'm so glad. And also, I am Captain Christophe Clermont. Your disguise oh is an affront to nature. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like very politely, um, uh, just how do you do at uh, everyone who like comes up, even if they're a little suspicious. He's like, oh well, we have been away at sea for quite a while. <laughs> So whatever whatever roles y'all are, are taking, you're you're generally like 
at living up to your to your parts like very well. I think you're all starting inside sort of the the grand hall or foyer on the first floor, and it's just like there's so many people here. Like there's nobles and there's people who want to be nobles that aren't quite, but we're still able to get in without drawing too much attention. Y'all, mm-hmm. all of you definitely spot some people who like they are definitely doing the same thing you're trying to do where uh, mm. there, someone's like a a maid or a servant or a crew member of some esteemed uh, leviathan hunting ship but they don't quite seem that way but mm. in general like things seem pretty on the level and it's just chaotic enough that you that you have your grounding but also enough that that no one's like checking for checking your credentials or anything like that you do, however, uh, while milling around, uh, there's an announcement from the uh, from the middle of the stairway. There's a there's a big sort of uh, square shaped stairway in uh, the the grand hall that goes up to the second floor, which is like more gardens and things like that. And the uh, 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 guard indicates that, just for the record, he says in this loud booming voice. The party is to be kept on the first and second floors, and no no personnel for any reason are, are to be permitted on the third or fourth on the third or fourth floor. Excuse me, if my throat's getting a bit dry. <laughs> but uh. Well, at least we know where the sunstone is. Good God! What was that? Oh, sorry, I knocked a whole bottle over while moving some notes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Do any of y'all, like, have plans to sort of insinuate? Like, are you going to explore and figure out what the lay of the land is like? Or kind of ask around? Or who's doing what now? Hmm. Um, Arden is not going to be talking to anybody. Arden is definitely going to be uh, skulking around the general great hall first and foremost, to try and see all of the different ways in and out, the different uh, where the guards are posted on every door, that kind of thing. So, what you find out in looking around the first floor, at least, is that your way out is basically the front door. Like, Mm -hmm. there used to be other doorways back when this was, like, a big barracks or, like, headquarters, but they've largely been walled over and, like, kind of made nice. So, like, if you're getting out it's either through the front door or through a decidedly more dangerous method. Um, while looking around, you do actually notice uh, that Rosalind is here in the company of uh, the Hartlock family, uh, presumably keeping them safe. They've been in, they've been embroiled in some controversies lately about uh, the price, how they price their wares. They're also a part of the uh, the Gilded Guild, and they they are they are known as a family that sells. Uh, I think what they have written down. Oh god, consumer electroplasmics. So things <laughs> like so things like disposable flashlights powered by ghost juice, basically. But uh, they have oh, they've been uh, they've been under a lot of fire for shady business practices. So it seems like Rosalind's mm. uh, there is their personal bodyguard, but they didn't notice you, thankfully. Okay, um, and and yeah, I think that Arden is going to be wearing some kind of like head covering or something like a like a very fashionable looking headscarf like a sort of look but i imagine mm-hmm. uh frilled lacy bonnets are part of the classic maid attire that everyone is assumed to be wearing <laughs> oh, of course <laughs> frilled lacy bonnets <laughs> the lord the lord governor doesn't doesn't keep much company but he is also very much about uh presenting himself as though he were a like completely decadent asshole basically <laughs> mm. okay well then, so basically our way out of this building is the front door or a more risky exit is what you're telling me. Probably Pretty jumping much. out of a window. You could explode a window. There's, there's no. window options. If you looked hard enough, you could probably find like some sort of uh, like dumb waiter down into like the the gully works underneath the fort or something <laughs> like that. Ooh, but fun. Yeah, so like you, you, you figure there's options, but the most op- there aren't a whole lot of them, and you'll probably have to go looking for them as is relevant. Yeah. Okay. Plus, you said this thing was like the size and shape of it, like a child, right? This is a pretty large thing to try to sneak out the front door. Yeah. Oh, oh you know, I will say since you're uh, disguised as maiden, all 
posing yourself as a help. Like, you know, on the first floor, they gave the grand hall and the foyer, and then there's, like, the kitchen and some of, like, the, uh, like, the quarters for people who, like, in case there's an event where, where the help is needed to stay overnight, they can say, and you know there's a dumb waiter uh, that goes somewhere in the kitchen, but you're not going to take it now because that would look horrifically suspicious. Right, of course. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, okay. But you know that much. Right. So... I think Crowell is going to take the time to mingle, um, kind of get a feel for some of the characters around there, and maybe if he sees any other blue coats, just kind of like keep an eye on their like alertness level, so that maybe later on, if needed, he can create a false alarm. Sure. Mm. Um, you definitely meet Jaren here, the uh, the uh, archivist. They got they got invited by uh, a close friend of theirs who's a noble, and you also uh, meet, uh, what was her name? Uh, let's say, call him Jareth Ironhook, who is ah. the uh, the head of the family that presides over Ironhook Prison down in the south of the city. Mm, so there's fun. definitely there's definitely some uh, fun blue coat presences here, uh, a lot of higher-ups. Uh, Sheriff Wilbur's, if you think you've seen Sheriff Wilbur dotting around, but also, like, y- you get the, the, uh, the impression that if he's here, it's probably as part of... Uh, the guard duty around the facility as opposed to being someone who's actually like here for the party or guarding the, the manor at all. A workaholic as ever, I see. The advantage of the approach you took is that even though you passed a lot of blue coats to get in here, there aren't a whole lot of blue coats inside the building. Nice, it's mostly nice. outside. Radical. So it's um, mostly and, just ones who are, like, oh. off the job, like, kind of hanging out and mingling in here is what I'm getting at. Yeah, blue coats of, of status get to mingle in here, and then aside from, like, like a couple of guards that you've seen, like, posted to stairways and things like that, it's there's not a whole lot of apparent presence of any kind of official uh, blue coat guard in, inside the building. Mm, okay, that's good to know. Thank you. So, I think... Franz is probably going to play a key role when things actually pop off, but for now, um, he's not really that good at socializing. Um, in fact, <laughs> he's sort of feeling he's in a little bit over his head because he really wanted to be here, and he's like, like, very much enjoying looking around at all, like the fanciness and all that. But he does not know how to talk to these people, <laughs> and but he gets an idea. The next time he sees someone who also looks like they're out of place, he's going to try and strike up a conversation with them, essentially uh, locking down the opposition. Um, and let's say that happens, um, and let's say it's... You're hanging around, like, a staircase or something, and you spot someone walking by in a, a kind of Leviathan Hunter, like formal officer's jacket and all that but they it looks like it's a little too big for them actually uh. like it, and they they kind of look like a wiry kind of shady individual um how do you approach them? but I'm already over here it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> well I'm the only um, shady individual at this party thank you he's going to see them uh capitalize on this by just going all in, he's going to walk up, slap a hand on yes. their shoulder, and go, ah, so excellent to see... Oh, man, I thought my <laughs> accent would be a little more stable than this. But, um, like yeah. I said. It's okay! I love you, Gino, but this is why I'm not doing character No. Yeah. yeah, no, I that's great. good. Um, I, no, I will again, say, I, think you, I, I expect you to commit to it. You've, you've, okay, you've made no, your decision. No. I don't care if it's that's bad. Good. Just do it. That's good. Okay. Um, it is good. To, no, that's French. Why am I French all of a sudden? Let's go ahead and canonize this as uh, whenever Franz has to, like, like pretend to be a noble, he, in, like, completely inadvertently tries to, like, take up the noble accent of, like, Duskville and sound that's like a fair. completely different human. That's that's fair. That's fair. And if I go back to the way it was before, then that's just it slipping. Perfect. Okay. Um, okay. It's so good to, um, to see another uh, warrior of the sea. Uh, um, oh. I am, ca- um, I am Captain Claremont. And you would be? 
oh, Captain Claremont, I'm, I'm, uh, and, like, you can tell he kind of, like, stops and center myself, uh, I'm, I'm Jack Spurney, I'm on the, uh, I'm a deckhand on the, uh, the Diamond and Pearl. Ah, <laughs> beautiful ship. I am on, uh, my, I'm sorry, I might have to actually edit this out a bit. That's okay. I know what I'm going well, to what say. What was our ship's name? Was I, I remember, it was the Paladin's Brooch. I don't know oh. why I stumbled there, yes. Oh, he seems like, he, he, when you say this, like, his eyes kind of widen, and he, like, you get the impression from this guy that, like, he thinks you're the real deal, and, like, you get the impression from this guy that you have never even heard a ship name that sounds remotely like his, so he's, like, lying through his teeth and not even nearly as good at this as you are. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so, uh, Blondie's general plan of action is going to be just to lock that motherfucker down. Um, he's okay. just going to keep going and keep, like, forcing him to keep lying, but also never really questioning any of it. So, um, so how do you plan to do this? Um, yeah, like, to keep him from worming away, I kind of want to go for... I think this might be a command role because he's not so much like being social he's just being very forceful and trying to like intimidate this guy you just be this big brash captain just like put and an so arm around like, him and like takes him over to some champagne while like monologuing about how great his ship yes. is yeah All right. that's my plan i i can understand now what do you uh is there what can you remind me if you if i might have like missed that but uh what your intent is with uh yeah what's, what's the goal like, you're trying to get oh. him to spill the beans or, like, uh, make oh, an ass of himself see. or something like that? Um, well, uh, my base concept was just to stop him from progressing with whatever his plan was. <laughs> but if I can, like, get him to... If I can, like, get some, like, shifty glances to figure out if he's got any friends around, that would also be great. Okay, um... I'm going to say, just for roll stuff, uh, and making this easy the first time around, but, like, you've definitely, like, got the the upper hand on him, just from a social and professionalism level. Uh, okay. I'm going to say this is a uh, controlled standard. Okay. And you're going to roll with uh, whatever amount of dice of the pips you would have in command are. Okay. Submitted bonus dice, zero. All right. I rolled a rolled a four. four. So that is yes. a a mixed result again. Let me go ahead and I have to remind myself how these work because I'm bad, for, but it's fine. For, con for controlled, it's just like you do it. There's no, there's like no, because it's a controlled maneuver, there's like no, there's negligible downsides to it. Okay. You may have to edit this a little bit because I have to review stuff for yeah, no, uh, that's fine for things so that's fine um let's see how does a what what you end up getting out of this guy is that he's obviously like i think he like you can tell he's getting the impression that you know he's full of shit and he can't mm. stop himself from panic and looking over at like uh there's like some some dude who's also dressed up as the hired help with like kind of like red hair and a like really gaunt face and you see over like he he glances at someone else and they're kind of just over in the corner and who's that dressed up as a as a leviathan hunter but but mercy the 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 cold killer that you have had a spat with over morality in the past and they're kind of uh and they like you turn to see them and they are like already staring at you oh dear <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Let's let's cut to someone else's action. Who else is uh is moving and shaking? I was thinking I might uh like do like a survey or a study roll to try to find like maybe like ways to sneak off or maybe even just a prowl roll to like go out and try to find something. Yeah, you know what? That's I'll take that. How about a how about a prowl and it'll be for like uh what do you say you're doing? Like, kind of, like, going outside the thing, trying, like, look around outside the the manor and all that? Yeah, just outside the, just, like, the area of the party. Like, Let's see. Look, look, look for ways upstairs that are maybe less heavily guarded. Ways, like, downstairs, like, evidence of just, like, 
Not There's, secret passages like, necessarily, but like ways down to tunnels or basements. What I'll say is, um, there's a lot of guards around, so like, and you are like, even if you're presenting yourself as a, as a, uh, a guest. Leviathan hunter, yeah. like you, there, you are someone who looks like a Skovlander, and That's true. Uh, so people are kind of suspicious of you in general. So I'm going to say this is a risky standard. Sounds good. Let's see. Let's see. And then yours for, for, for whatever amount of pips you have in Prowl. Okay. Hmm. How about I, just to try it, uh, go push myself, take the two stress, and get an extra die. Ooh. Okay. So mark those two stress and take whatever, whatever dice you had plus an extra one. All right. Risky standard one die. Oh, excellent! Oh, nice. Got a six. That is a. Uh, I got a six and a one. Good thing I got a second die. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll say that almost went very badly for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the six is a good outcome um, for for your uh, for what you're doing. Like you get a manage to get a good look around the thing. Like don't draw a whole lot of undue attention like people see you're like oh it's a it's a it's a fucking oh god my words it's a leviathan hunter i bet i the nobles kind of like look at you like oh it's it's so cute i bet he's never been in a house like this <laughs> like like really just, it, it's it's really demeaning but at the same time like no one perceives you as a threat so you're able to get like a pretty good scope nice. on uh entrances and exits you see uh there's lots of windows on, like, just going up from the second, third, fourth story, and, like, this is a buttressed facility, and some of them are positioned in the way that if you got out a window, like, you could climb out on a buttress and, like, have kind of a, a way to, like, get out that isn't just, like, plummeting straight down to the floor. Oh, good. It, 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 it's still very risky, because you're in plain sight, but um, also in moseying around inside of the manor, uh, you find out, so you run around the first floor, there's not any kind of stairways or anything aside from what you can see, which is... The big uh, main one? The big main one on the foyer that goes up to the second floor. Uh, on the second floor, however, there is a, uh, a, hall of, a hall of trophies and a hall of art, which both have separate uh, little, like, the kind of narrow spiral staircases that seem to go upward, uh, but they have guards posted on both of them, so you weren't able to... Uh, like yeah. actually figure out what's above that, but you at least know like where your approaches are ahead of time. How how many guards per stairway? Um, not many actually. It seems like there's only like uh like the the grand hall foyer has like has like one on each side of the staircase, but like for the little the smaller spiral ones on both sides of the second floor, like there's only one guard standing in front of it. That's perfect. Okay, we got our way in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now just I just gotta go find the others. Hopefully, they haven't gotten too you much also, trouble. While you're while you're searching on the second floor, you hear kind of loud noise, and you look and you see this like what you think must be this man in like this giant armor, just sort of like stomping around and laughing and having a good time and making conversation or whatever. But like he's in some very big armor, which seems to be like have this like electroplasmic kind of like battery pack on the back or oh, something like geez. that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like a tough customer and you're not really sure what his deal is. Rat Who invited the space marine? Rat row. <laughs> <laughs> Rat row. Uh, it's like a... Okay. And I guess... Well, I'm just gonna avoid that. Like... I mean, right. I guess he seems friendly enough, but uh, let's go find, uh, let's see, Pebbles, Busy, Bean and Recover. I remember, I don't want to bother uh, the club either. Let's go find uh, Blondie again. Yeah. All right, I'm sure you have no problem finding Blondie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, like, stand um. on your tiptoes and look for yellow. <laughs> so, Blondie, I, I'd say you've been in eye contact with Mercy for about... Let's say like thirty seconds. How has the situation <laughs> mm -hmm. like horrifically devolved since? <laughs> um, well, he has like completely forgotten about the person he was uh, antagonizing up until then. So they have a chance to run away or whatever, and he's just uh, standing there, locking eyes, and 
it's possible that anyone looking would notice that his jaw has sort of clenched, and basically what's happening is um, he's positive that at this point Mercy is gonna, like, pull out a weapon or something, and if that happens, he's gonna do the same. Um, So he's just preparing for this duel that may or may not spontaneously bust out because that's how he that's what he's hardwired oh for he's pretending to be a noble all this time but he is in fact like a fighter so he's just a big dumb barbarian brood i love him yeah <laughs> that's me <laughs> do, you, do you have do you have any input on this situation that you're witnessing unfold uh uh flint uh, I don't just you, you sort of see Bonnie Mercy like leave. having a having a stare down of some guy who's like hanging out in the corner of the grand hall, like just sort of like looking kind of like shifty. Yeah, and, and uh, you, you you probably try and get Bonnie's attention. He just doesn't even hear you. <laughs> and probably just like go up uh, beside him. It's like oh, my friend, I found water closet. So um, if if you could point out. Um, Oh, what is this pig's real name? <laughs> Crowl? <Yes. laughs> that certainly happened in character. Yes. No, yeah, no, that's the that was the intent. I, I did legit forget okay. his name, but <laughs> I feel like calling him the club. <laughs> what is speaking, pig's speaking real of, name? Speaking of Crowl, how's the 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 moseying and and hobnobbing going on your end? Have you have you been just sort of idling around, or are you trying to like pursue leads of your own? Um, I feel like he'd probably be consorting um, quite a bit to see if he can get any feasibly useful information, even if it's not necessarily pertaining to this, what's going on here within the party. Um, <clears throat> like say like, oh, I heard the rumors about something that like on the upper floor. Even if he doesn't hear anything about that, it might be nice to know about potential future projects, you know, just kind of mm. get my fingers in the pie. Sure. <laughs> so you said you're doing a, a consort then? Yeah. You're in company that knows and presumably respects you and has no reason to, to be particularly cagey with what you say, so let's go ahead and say that's a controlled standard. Fantastic. Con- well, you say controlled, right? Yeah. Okay. Nice. There we go. That's oh, you got a six? six as well. Nice. You you managed to get into like find your way like flitting between like a bunch of different conversations with like a whole lot of like really important families. Like like the Bankshire family is here, and the Levitts, who are another part of the the Gilded Guild, who do lots of uh who are like responsible for a lot of restaurants and things like that and like you hear a lot about uh you heard you heard you asked about about uh rumors that you that any of them have heard and like one of them said they heard uh that the ward governor is keeping uh the sun the sun's shard on like the fourth floor of like near his own room and Mm. like he must really be attached to that thing but i guess it makes sense i mean he is a lord governor after all He's that, and like everyone's like, yeah, he's that kind of guy. Like, there's a lot of like polite nodding and like pretending like they're not talking shit about the Lord Governor, <laughs> but they very much are. It's quite um, flattering to know that we're so close to it. Let's see. You also hear, um, like, like you said that be- because of his paranoia, he doesn't really have a whole lot of rank and file guards, but he does have a uh, a small staff of experts who are the only mm. people that are allowed to reside in the, the manor full-time, aside from him. Like, he doesn't even let his family stay here anymore. They just stay in their, <laughs> oh, wow. they stay in their actual estate, but he lives, he's here by himself, and that's been, like, how oh it's developed God. over God, the course of, like, the last, person. like... Yeah, uh, over the last couple of weeks, particularly since he's, like, taken, like, been charged with, like, keeping this thing safe, like, he's shut out a lot of the people close to him, but as a result, uh, there's, a uh, there's five people here, aside from him, that are actually allowed to be in, like, the the upper levels and that you might see around. One of them's a, a spirit warden of some kind. It's not the head spirit warden, but it's, like, one he has on retainer. Um, he has a physiker around as well, so someone to... Nice. In case any guests have any accidents or anything like that. Uh, mm. You hear there's a spark right 
like one like one of the higher up Sparkrites who's who's a here just to like keep all the like the plasmatronics running and all that and he's like you you've heard them say that he's stomping around some big suit of armor but like you, ah. that sounds like really crazy and you're not sure <laughs> if that's legitimate or not and then there's uh there's a uh, there's Ulma who's the 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 major domo who you've probably encountered on your way here kind of flitting around and uh mm keeping their eye on people and there's someone named Shirai who's supposed to be a uh one of a security expert they say it is and he's from one of those families kind of like uh blondies where it's like they're from a place that doesn't exist anymore and no one knows who they are or where they are or what they're doing you just know that they're around oh, right Demi it seems he's leading such a lonesome life nowadays <laughs> yeah and you get that you the fucking uh the patriarch of the of the Shavaro family, who focus a lot on uh, travel technologies like riverboats and things like that, chimes in like, yeah, I mean, I know the the sun shard's important and all, but I mean, I heard I heard he hasn't even seen his his daughter in like three weeks. They're just they're out living in the in the estate like on the, the north side of the property, but like he doesn't let anyone in here. Hmm, that's truly upsetting. Well. I do believe I need to refresh myself, so I'm going to go back over to the bar. Of course, Sir Mander. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Ah, uh, always. So he's going to make his way probably back into, like, one of the main portions of the hall and is probably just tall enough that he can see... He can see one splendiferous or bewigged man uh, <laughs> clutching his jaw in the middle of the fucking room. Great. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, too, before, because uh, we're getting kind of late in the episode. Uh, hey, Adelaide, not Adelaide, oh my god, yeah. Arden, <laughs> other, other uh, noble who hates nobles, what's, what's Arden up to uh, right now? Arden, I got a question. Uh, where is the Lord Governor himself, um, Sam? Uh, you, you've spotted him, actually, uh, a couple of times. You, it, he's impossible to miss, because he has, like, this this garish powdered wig with like this resplendent gem studded coat he he he's, like even the other nobles think he's he's really trying he's too a bit hard ta- yeah, they, they, they all think he's a bit gauche uh, but but he's a, he's actually not making too big of a, a deal of himself he's kind of like off to the side talking like talking with the occasional other noble like hanging around the drinks table really <laughs> just sort of like Trying, like you, you can tell he he looks uncomfortable. He doesn't like mm. being here right. right now. Why is he even throwing a party, man? Just wants to look Since good in front of other people. You have, to, you have to put on airs for the rest of these noble bastards, I assume. Uh, God forbid if you don't throw a party for every little thing, people will think you're some sort of commoner. Um, Can't have that. Well, Arden is going. Goodness, what is Arden? Um. Arden is going to go track down uh, Flint and our our mascot, if you will, um, <laughs> <laughs> to see what uh, Flint learned, because she saw him kind of sneak off and and get a bit of a, a feel for the of the place, and so she's going to go find Flint and see what he learned, so that maybe she can use that information as a springboard, um, and they can start yeah. coming up with some sort of plan of attack because she really wants to get off of this floor that is on the same area as Rosalind. Uh, because uh-huh. being in the same room with Rosalind is not a good idea. So she's definitely going to uh, want to distance herself from this party. And because parties are the fucking worst. Arden is not having a good time compared to to, uh, to Blondie and and. Crap. I wish I was at home playing ectoplasm games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my! Oh my God! See, oh, it's, I, I, I see. need to, I, I need to formally ask I need to ask you to formally resign. From the <laughs> <laughs> turn it. Um, turn so in it's your safe to gun. assume that that by hook or by crook you all kind of convene around the big tall powdered wig yes. man. Yeah. 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 It, and I think that what happens is since Flint is the first one to come up. Um, uh, Blondie is going to like clamp down on his shoulder and just like whisper out of the side of his mouth like do you see that person do you see as, that person over there as you start uh, whispering Mercy just kind of like starts slowly sauntering oh, up no. to you 
And they're okay. They're they're closing the distance now, but say say whatever you're gonna say. This problem. There are two possibilities. They are going to kill us, or they are going to kill someone else. Either way, do not let your sexy vials get the best of you. <laughs> oh, no. And, and as you say that, like, Mercy is, like, practically upon you, like, within, like, a distance that you would maybe be comfortable with family being to you and not, like, mm. someone that your reputation with Mercy. And she's kind of, like, her eyes, like, dart to you and then over to your to your associates and, like... Huh. Motley little crew you've assembled here, Blondie. What you here for? I do not know who or what you are talking about. Stop. <laughs> no. And and she she kinda like has a little dry laugh at that and she brushes you by like and and whispers like whatever you're here for, just stay out of my way. I'm here for the Lord Governor. Oh. oh hell yeah! Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>